the spirit of the Lord has to say. We've been teaching on the power of agreement. And um, Brother John had called me up a few weeks ago and he reminded me of this particular passage of scripture in this story as we started talking about the power of agreement. And so today we're going to implement it in the series um, in Genesis 11 when we talk about the Tower of Babel. Um, it's really a, a, a good place to highlight and to illuminate agreement in this story. Even though their heart and their motive was in the wrong place, I want you to see how powerful agreement is. And how effective it can be and how God will respond to us moving and operating in agreement and oneness. And so as God has been ministering this thing and as we have been uh, growing and gaining knowledge and wisdom and understanding as it relates to the power of agreement, we have to understand that this is imperative and it's very important that we grab this because agreement is just not what happens here in our local body of the body of Christ. But I want you to understand agreement even in your home, in your personal relationships with your spouse, in your relationships with your children, in your relationships on your job. Agreement is necessary for great success to manifest. Amen. You cannot be at your employer and doing things that are contrary or opposite to what your assignment calls for and think you're going to have success. Amen. You cannot be building an empire in the midst of a kingdom. Oh my God. There are a lot of people who build empires in the midst of a kingdom, but the kingdom is what God has called for us to be up under. And a lot of people want to have small empires because they want to be so important and they want to be so significant and they want to make a name for themselves. And that's what we're going to get to when we look at this Tower of Babel. People want to be seen and they want to be represented. They want to be numbered in the number. And so they will get off course and get off focus because they come out of alignment with God and come into a place of disagreement because they're trying to position themselves to get a spotlight on their own individual life. Right. And when we begin to maintain a mentality that my focus has to be on God, my focus has to be on what God's plan and what he established for us to walk in, those are the things that we should be in agreement with, those are the things that we should be seeking after so that we can establish a firm foundation and so that our life will not be at a place where it becomes disconnected from God and we find ourselves susceptible to the enemy's traps as they did in the people of the town of Babel. Because what happened is pride began to come in because they begin to see themselves outside of where God saw them. Amen. See, when you begin to paint images of yourself that do not line up with God, how God sees you, now you glorify flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. See, now the Bible tells you that we can think highly of ourselves, but he says, do not think more highly than yourselves. Because that's the enemy's assignment, because that's what put him in a position to be cast out of heaven. Because he constantly said, I want to be like the most high God. And he was designing a place of worship that was only in a, that was only a, a, a position for, and the only place that was that glory and that worship should be uh, given to was to God. But he wanted to have that same uh, uh, fellowship. He wanted to have that same attention. And so he was constantly, you know, trying to bring forth things that would glorify him and put the light on him. He said, I want to be like him. I want to be like the most high. He wanted what God had. But it did not belong to him. And so when you try to go after something that does not belong to you, it can eventually destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my God, it's better teaching than you shouting already. I want what God has for me and what God wants me to have. I don't want your gift. I don't want your talent. I don't want your assignment. I want what God has for me. Because if I fulfill what God has for me and come into agreement with that, I don't have any time to focus in on your assignment or begin to be distracted by what you're doing because I'm so attentive to what God has assigned my hands to do. See, if I'm diligently working, if Lucifer would have been diligently working on his assignment of being a worship leader, and honoring and finding his place to lead worship and to orchestrate that area, but he allowed the enemy, which was him all his own self, to now lure him into the temptation of something that was greater than the level of worship that he was getting. See what happens is you want the worship and the accolades that come with the position of the pastor, but you're only the usher. That's just true. Listen. See, this is where we get off course because we want all the attention that God is gaining. And this is what caught Lucifer up. And so he wanted to be like him. See, we want the accolade. We want, we want the things that come along with the position and the title of the pastor. Oh, I want somebody to come and help me. I want somebody to come and serve me. I want some armor bearers. I want this and, and I want that. And I want, you know, somebody to take my Bible up to the pulpit too. You know, so you can't get caught up in the residuals of the position because you don't understand the warfare that requires for me to hold the position. Now, I'm not knocking you as an usher. I'm just using this as an example. The usher of Just because night comes. Oh, 
the sun fell out the sky because the moon Because 
I want to get you ahead of myself, yeah. and I want you to follow yeah. along with me adequately, and I want you to understand the fullness of this, because I don't want to miss anybody. I want you to grab this. Is that all right? Yeah. And we're going to have a little small illustration, and we're going to yeah. keep moving. And, uh, did the Trevinos leave? I know I saw his, his vehicle here earlier. The Trevinos may have left. We're going to keep it moving. Amen. We have my other Spanish-speaking sister here, Sarah. All right. All right. I'm using her again this week. <laughs> all right. Genesis chapter 11, I'm in NIV. Are you, are you with me? Yes. Genesis chapter 11. I think I said three. Genesis chapter 11. NIV. Starting verse 1. It says, Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for more. Verse 4. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make what? A name for ourselves. Come on. Oh, can y'all, can, do I have a good church here? I want you to read that again, and I want you to, I want you to hear it. Read, read it with me. It said, then they said, Come let us build ourselves a city with a tower Principle. Now it says they wanted to build a city 
be significant and going to bring glory to your flesh. And you're trying to build a name for you. Build your own image. Build your own reputation. Build your own brand. I want my brand to reflect God's brand. So when they allow pride to come in, because that's pride speaking, because that's selfishness. Because it says we want a name for ourselves. Anybody has a name for themselves, meaning that they will be known beyond their city. Can I help you? Michael Jackson, as soon as you drop his name, everybody knows him all over the world. I don't care what language you speak, Michael Jackson has an understanding language. It's universal, and you can understand it. And so when you say his name, and you say he was the greatest entertainer, you come into agreement with it because that's who he was. Right. He had established that in the earth realm. Right. Michael Jackson, say it all over the world, his name, same language, you could be speaking different languages, but you understand who he is because of what he's done. And he built a name for himself based on his talent. Who he was as an entertainer, based on his gift. His singing, his talent, his dancing, his musical genius that he was able to do. And so here, these people wanted a name for themselves. So they'll know, you know the people over there? The people that build the tower. Because every time they would see it, it would bring glory to them. Come on. They were the tower them people built. And so they would get more prideful or puffed up. That's the town when people came to live and build. And so their name will be going around. That's why it's so imperative that superstars, they have to remain humble. See, Michael Jackson and all the big names, when your name gets into light, the enemy can begin to exploit that and use it for his glory, where you now take the focus off knowing that this gift has been given to you from God, and you think that it's all you. So you have to recognize that, God, I thank you that you give me the opportunity to serve. You give me the opportunity to be able to dance and entertain and to have this gift and I can use it to encourage people and to uplift their lives in the times of different needs. So here, <laughs> they said, I want a name for ourselves. This is where when the power of agreement when its particular motive is out of order and it positions you for destruction. But the other flip side of the principle that I want you to see is is with their power agreement because we saw it even when we talked about Jesus and the man who was a leper. The power agreement will bring Jesus into your situation. You, you missed that. When you're walking in agreement, it invites Jesus, it invites God to come see about what's going on. We're going to read the scripture. We're going to read it because because they were in such agreement, God came down from heaven. He said, what is Our life when she received her abundance. Yes. 
Oh, I'm not trying to provoke you to sow into our life. I'm telling you, when you're in a position that you're able to sow, you know how to sow into the man and woman of God. When Sister Bridget got her overflow, Bridget Horato, she sowed into the man and woman of God because you understand the principle of blessing your head and blessing your, your particular man and woman of God. What God will open up for you, and God begin to bless them and then bless us. And so then, this week, some monies of ours have been held up since February. Frustrating, angry, calling human resources every twice a week, payroll, this and that, blah, blah, what's going on, what's happening, where's it at, all the run around. And we had to just say, eventually it's going to come when it's going to come. Because the enemy had you get frustrated. Because this is going on since February. It's June. You got five, six months of my money held up. I need this. And I need about $100 to $200. I need this. So then finally, it was released this week. Because the enemy tries to keep things from you to get you into a place of not believing what God said he said was going to happen. So we have to stay in agreement with one another so that we don't get off course and now think that God's not moving because it hasn't happened in our time and that we thought it should happen in. But if you trust God and believe God and stand in agreement with one another, God will come and he'll move and he'll bless you. But you got to understand the power of that agreement. Yes. I know you want it your way. I know you want it like Burger King. But if you come into agreement with the things and the decisions in your household, God will begin to bless that thing. You have to speak the same language with your children. You can't be speaking French to one and Spanish to the other. Because there is going to be some misunderstandings along the way. So if we say that this is what the time is, this is what this is, this is what we're going to do, this is, then we have to be on agreement with that. So here, they said, I want to build a name for ourselves. I want to I wanna make a name for us. And, and if we build this tower to the high heavens, they're going to know who we are. Because this is something nobody's never seen. But let me tell you, when the power agreement is in operation, who comes on the scene? Let's keep reading scripture. We're very close. We're close today. I'm going to prophesy and we're going to lay hands on a couple people as the Holy Spirit leads because I want to release healing today. Yes. Um, because there's healing in the place. Yes. So listen to what he says. They said, I'm going to read it again and we're going to close out. We're going to verse uh, 10. It says, then they said, come let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens. Notice they had a goal of how high they wanted it to be. Yeah. To the heavens. They had came to agree with that. They established that. So that we may, so that we may, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Mm -hmm. Verse 5, because the grievance is in operation. But, I woke you up then. I just want to see if you were still here. <laughs> but, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. So because they were in the agreement and they were operating and they were moving with principles, this got God's, uh, God's attention. Not only so because they were in the power of freedom, but because they were in a position where their heart had been filled with pride and God wanted to come down and deal with them because if I continue to allow you to operate with this power of freedom, you're going to be able to do whatever you put your mind to do. My God. 
Listen to what it says. The Lord said, if as one people speak in the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So when you come into agreement and understand the power agreement, when you speak the same language, nothing that you plan to do will be impossible for you. So if you come into agreement with God, see, you ain't got to be married. If you're single and if you come into agreement with God's word concerning your life, if you agree with his word, there is nothing impossible that can happen for you. Because the Bible says all things are possible to those that believe. So if we understand that principle, understand the word of God, we can begin to establish some things and we can have the life that God has called us to have. So the Lord said, if that's one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So verse 7, come, let us go down. You hear that? He said, us. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Triune is coming. He said, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth and they stopped building the city. What? I, I hope y'all catching this. As soon as you get into disagreement, here comes the tragedy. See, as soon as disagreement comes, as soon as you get out of alignment, now the very goal that you set out to achieve has now been stopped. As long as they can understand one another, they can keep building. But as soon as that language was confused, because if I talk to you in a language that you don't understand, you can't do what I called you to do. Can I give you the illustration now? And then we're going to close it out. Come on up, Sister Sarah. Sorry to get her a mic. Now, I'm going to have Sister Sarah give a command for you to do something in fact. If you can understand her language, I want you to do what she commands you to do. Is that all right? Now listen. Now listen. One person is standing. Now I don't know what she said, but I'm going to give you a command. Look around. How many people standing? One. If you are able to stand up, stand up. The language I speak is more universal than her language in this particular setting. So I just actually said what she said in Spanish. She asked someone to stand up and only one person stood up because that was the language that she speaks. That was the language that he can understand. 
When I said stand up, look at how many more people stood up and how many more of us are in agreement. How many more of us can get the assignment done? How many more of us can be able to build this Tower of Babel? This is why you see the illustration why God had to come down and confuse that language. Because if you keep moving in this, this is why it's so powerful that you understand that when we come into agreement as a whole, now listen at this. If I tell Nick to sit down, he can understand me because he has dual language capability. If he had not heard her command and I would have commanded first, everybody would have stood up because everybody would have understood what I said. So us all together on the same accord, we have power to accomplish goals and dreams and visions and to establish what God can establish because that's what the power of agreement represents. You can take your seat. Go ahead, Sister Sarah. Thank you so much. Now, Debbie probably understood a little bit of what she said because she hangs around a lot of Spanish people, and so that's why she stood up. But that's the part of the language barrier. Look at how many of us were sitting down because you didn't understand. But when we said it in the language that we all understood, look at how many people stood up. Because that's the power of agreement. If I'm speaking a language that you don't understand, if I'm saying something that you can't come into agreement with, how are we going to function? How are we going to accomplish the goals that we set out to do? How are we going to achieve success if we're not understanding or speaking the same language? You have to speak the same thing. You have to be in agreement one with another. You have to establish some boundaries, some limitations, some goals, so that you can be able to achieve them. So the last, I think that was the last verse we're reading. She That's thought what, what she, she said. said. But she wasn't standing sure. So that wasn't agreement because you weren't standing firm on that thing because you really wasn't sure what you heard was what you heard. So if she would have stood not knowing with surety, she would have been a, a hindrance to the process. Yes. If she's not standing with assurance of knowing what was spoken, she would have been standing with a place where she could have been a weak weak link in the chain. And see, this is why it's imperative that we speak the same language of what the Word of God says. And as we teach the Word of God, what we're teaching, that we come into agreement with it. Because as long as we come into agreement and hearing what God is speaking for this house, we see how this, you see how far this got us? Ten years ago, we was in the greenhouse. On a half, on a little, on a quarter side, not even a half side, on a quarter side, quarter side of that particular room. When we first got in 2009, we was in a part like this. This is how big it was. Year and a half later, we had another part open. About three, four years in, we had the whole part open. And then now, at the seventh year, well, at the eighth year, we moved into this place. So as you see, as we continue this progress of speaking the same language, we were able to increase. Because we were on one accord. Yes. If we're going to continue on, come on, Pastor Nix, what you say? Come on, There's power in agreement. There's power in agreement. Yes. Because if I'm speaking something and then you're not coming to align with it, it's going to be a hindrance and it's going to be a weak link in the chain. Yes. So you have to follow along. As God has given the instructions, he's given the wisdom, and we take the instruction, and we apply them, and we see where God has brought us. So as the next level comes, we have to continue to walk in that agreement. This is why we're teaching this. Because as the next level is preparing us, and we're getting close to that particular dispensation and that time frame, as God's going to open up the door for something bigger, you got to know how we got to still yet be on one accord. Amen? Come on, give me a little hand praise. That's all I got for you today.
Sister Beverly, and she's come on, I want you to come up. I'm gonna pray for you for healing. Sister Sarah, come up because I want you to lay hands on her. I didn't call her out 